Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. And welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie here once again. Welcome. In this podcast, we're seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. This week, we sit down with Darcy Coey, local baker and author of the blog, Darcy Bakes. Find her online at DarcyBakes.com, spelled D-A-R-C-I-E. So, like many of our guests that we have on this podcast, we first met Darcy online when we started following each other on Instagram. Besides food and drinks, we discovered we had more stuff in common, like computer programming, listening to rap music, visiting coffee shops, and cats. If you've seen any of Darcy's feed, you'll know that she is a very cute cat named Louie. Thank you for listening, and this is Darcy Cohey. Hi, Darcy. Hello. What's up? I'm just enjoying these cocktails. Perfect. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, not too tired. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. It's yeah. like a nice slow Sunday. It is. Lovely day out. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's tell people we kind of concocted our made-up cocktails. <laughs> What'd you bring over for us? I brought over the pineapple vest and some peach vest, which right now we're just having the pineapple. Mm-hmm. It's just the local soda. Yes. And it's the tall boys. I just like calling the tall boys <laughs> like their beer or something. Uh, which gosh. I had no idea those existed. <laughs> yeah, you can get them at Schnucks. I got them at the one on uh, Arsenal. They probably have them at the Hampton Village mm-hmm. one, too. Oh, yeah. um, they're just a guilty pleasure of mine. Good craft soda and they're dirt cheap like I was saying earlier yes they are 69 cents oh yeah now are you saying craft soda or crap soda uh I would say craft sorry I probably not <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they count because they're just so cheap compared to other craft craft sodas <laughs> well they are good yes we love this around here yeah yeah and we threw in some gin and peach bitters because we were fancy AF today. Yeah, yeah. A good combo. Cool. So <laughs> cheers. cheers, cheers, y'all. All right. Thanks for coming over. No problem. Thanks. Thanks. We could we could finally make this happen. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I feel like we, I feel like we haven't done this for a while in the podcast. Yeah. This is the last time you did one. <laughs> like around Labor Day. Oh wow. Well, we had somebody build up like ten or so. Mm-hmm. So had the luxury of waiting. Yes. How long did that take you to process? I mean, I process one every week, so, you know, to get everything together, it's probably like two or three hours of work, mm. so between editing the whole thing and then recording an intro and outro, mm. doing all that good stuff. I like it. It's a fun project. That sounds fun. People seem to like it, so that's good. Um, Darcy, tell everybody, who are you? Um, well, obviously my name is Darcy. I am I'm actually not a St. Louis native, um, so I'm a transplant. I've been here for about four and a half years now, so... I think that the transplant perspective uh, gives me a little bit of a different view of things in general compared to a lot of the locals, um, because I came into St. Louis from a really small town in Illinois, Um, just a small town kid at heart, (laughs) coming in here was just different for me, Um, and so I like to just explore everything as much as possible, 
went to check out all the restaurants, um, check out all the interesting pieces of architecture and history that are around, and um, aside from that though, I am a baker, not professionally, but it's like my side hustle and hobby, mm. uh, my main passion in life. Um, my day job is IT, and it's it's fun and all, but baking is obviously where it's at. <laughs> well, baking doesn't pay quite as well as IT. Unfortunately not, <laughs> and you know, I, I think that someday I'd love to transition into baking as a full-time thing, but it just can't, it's not going to happen yet. Sure. Um, not with student loans and a car loan, and yeah. it's just the way it goes, but I've come to terms with that, that eventually, if I, if I want to do it full-time, then maybe I will, um, but for now, it's not a bad place to kind of be doing both at the same time, because mm-hmm. I still do some side jobs under the table, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're baking, your blog is where we first met you. Online, actually, yeah. which is how we meet a lot of these folks. So, <laughs> yeah. wh- uh, what is your blog called? It's just DarcyBakes.com, and it's my name is spelled D-A-R-C-I-E, um, which isn't as common. <laughs> so, yeah, just Darcy Bakes. Um, sometimes people call me Darcy Bakes in person. Some people that I work with in my day job are like, hey, Darcy Bakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my Instagram handle and my blog. I've been neglecting my blog a bit. I've been more just posting on Instagram, which I think is what a lot of people tend to be moving towards. But yeah. Um, it's still just kind of a side thing that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't posted to our website too much at all. We actually recently recently, recently rebooted it. Uh-huh. Removed all our old posts and everything. I was going to say, I'm going to post every week. And I spent like last month not posting at all. Um, just because it, it, the return investment just didn't seem to be there like yeah. it used to be. It's, there's, it's so much work because you have to, you know, edit all the writing. You have to edit all your photos. You have to just get everything created just so. And, um... I feel like people just don't have the attention span for it anymore. They just want yeah. to see something on Instagram and. Yep. Mm-hmm. How so. long has your blog existed? Your website. This particular one, I've been through a million domain names in the past. Mm-hmm. This particular one's probably been there for a solid, I would say, four years now, mm-hmm. maybe five years. And it's funny because I always go around thinking nobody's reading my blog. Like I don't <laughs> ever think about it. I check my traffic every now mm-hmm. and then. You know, I I have Google Analytics installed, but then. Oddly enough, it was Monday or Tuesday of this past week, I wake up to, like, this kind of rude comment from a lady who was, like, criticizing my macaron instructions, and I was like, of all people, like, why did you come find me, a tiny little blog, and, like, try to instruct, tell me that my instructions were wrong, and I actually haven't even had a chance to respond to, like, moderate the comment yet, because I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this right now, but, yeah, yeah. so it's just, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's just going to start to go away a little bit more, because... Things are just so instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like even Instagram. Um, I mean, like like I said, YouTube. A lot of people say you should have videos on YouTube, but a lot of people don't want to watch a video anymore. Mm-hmm. And even on Instagram, you have videos, but I think generally the people don't like those as much as like just picture, made some comments and hashtags, you know, and just done. Move on to the next thing. I personally actually don't really like videos that much, so I just like to see a picture. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people they look at these sites while they're at work. Maybe yeah. in a meeting, so you have to have, listen to a video. So unless it has subtitles, generally, you know, you're not even going to be looking at you know, that long. Yeah, people are just, they like to multitask, which for better or worse, it is what it is. Mm. And um, people just have really short attention spans, mm. I think. So I'll probably just keep focusing more on the Instagram side of things and hopefully stepping up my photograph game. Mm. That's one of the things that I'm not very good at, so... <laughs> Do you have a DSLR or? I do. Um, I just haven't. It's one of those things where if I actually spent more time with it and got to know it and was willing to fumble around with it, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, it took us a while. You know, it really took us a while. Just 
we've been doing it like now like four years mm-hmm. so just as, yeah no training that's probably my mistake we never yeah. did, took any classes or anything so just hacking away a little trial and error yeah exactly but for, at first using the uh, automatic settings and learning how to do the, all the other stuff yeah i've been working with the manual settings but i'm not very good at understanding like the light and other settings i did actually take a black and white film class when i was in college mm, cool and that taught me a lot, even though it was really hard. I just took it as an elective. Mm-hmm. So I have some of that knowledge from there, but there's still a lot of technical knowledge that I'm missing. Um, but I am about to get an iPhone 7, so I can kind of cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with your blog and Instagram and all that stuff, do you develop recipes? You know, it's funny. I've actually only started to get into recipe development in the last two or three years. And I've been baking pretty much completely self-taught, with the exception of a couple of classes and, like, people teaching me stuff here and there, since I was about 12 years old. So, like, 14 or 15, mm-hmm. 16 years now, I guess. It's it's 16 years. I keep mm-hmm. thinking I'm still, like, 25, and I'm not. <laughs> Same here. I'm 41. <laughs> um, and I, I had pretty much always just stuck with the recipes, because in baking, it is a lot harder to deviate from the recipes, because you risk... Uh, fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. He told yeah. me I had to censor myself. So. Yep, yep. Say what you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, so to be completely blunt, it's not like cooking, you know? It has less room for error. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of me was just terrified of messing it up because it does <laughs> take time, it costs money, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And um, But actually, I finally started to branch into that more. Um, so I would say it's something that I dabble in. But even that, I could still probably put more effort into. But I think a lot of that actually came from the fact that I wasn't doing it was just lack of confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. So I've really been working on that side of things. Mm-hmm. And I have been doing it um, every now and then. I actually have a little more time now to take notes and figure out where I want to deviate in a mm-hmm. recipe. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of strict rules out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just change two recipes and say that it's mine. There's some weird, um, not weird, but it's just, there's a lot of copyright issues and you have to be really mm-hmm. careful with that sure. kind of stuff if I want to claim huh. it as my own. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you remember the first thing that you developed that you published? Well, I have... The first thing that I developed, I actually haven't even published it yet. It's sitting in my drafts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my roommate from a couple of years ago, she was making up a lot of um, animal cracker recipes because we have those animal cracker um, cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. And I actually veganized her recipe. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. super easy to make it vegan. Um, I tried it like once and it worked. Um, so that's really the only thing that I've, I've done completely on my own mm-hmm. I just haven't posted it out there yet honestly I need to make those again that'd mm-hmm. be a good thing to make for mm-hmm. this time of year mm-hmm. and you talk about veganizing is that something that is that your, what you'd like to do or is it more like just because there are vegans out there or want this sort of thing it's it's a combination of both um, it's mostly just I'm curious and I like trying out different recipes I personally will never be vegan because it's just not my thing mm. but I love I'm very curious about all the different ingredients out there that I can use I love just seeing how things come together and of course it's also an added bonus if other people can use it, you know? Mm, sure. I think it's just also hilariously ironic that you can get vegan animal crackers because they're in the shape of animals. And <laughs> vegan, I don't know. Um, mm. That might just be, like, my asshole side coming out. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they're actually really good. Um, mm. And I'd like to try to do, like, a gluten-free version as well. Mm. Um, I just haven't quite gotten around to that yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, the animal crackers, what's not vegan? Is it egg or something? Or? There's usually an egg. Um, there's... Sometimes butter in them, depending on what mm. kind you want to do. Sure. Often I would use like vegetable shortening or something in mm. place of that because otherwise it tastes more like a cookie rather than mm. that animal cracker taste that you're used to like sure. a, from a box. 
So yeah, it's usually the egg and the butter, depending on what you want to do. And sometimes you can put honey in them as mm. a sweetener. Sure. But my vegan version just uses a flax egg, so like flaxseed meal and water, you know, mixed together, mm. so it binds it. And then I use agave nectar as mm. a sweetener. Sure. You could also probably use maple syrup, but it'd probably give it a mapley taste. So is an animal cracker actually a cracker, or is it a cookie? I would classify it more as a cookie. Yeah, I thought um, so, yeah. It's just thinner and crunchier, really. I think I remember that picture when you posted those. It was about two years ago? Maybe it was like shortly after I met you, or something. Yeah, Did you decorate was. them, too? Those ones I didn't decorate. Okay. I want to do like some of the iced, like the pink circus animal crackers. Yes. You know those? I want to do those sometime, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really actually, this is kind of inspiring me to go finish up working on that recipe and then get them out there for people. Yes. Please do it. By the yeah. time this is published, <laughs> yes. you can find her vegan animal crackers yeah. online, on the, on the blog. It's a Darcy Biggs original. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's been your most popular post? Um, let's see. Amongst my, like, friends and whatnot, it's probably when we made, my former roommate and I used to just do different projects together. Um, we made homemade Lucky Charms, so we made the marshmallows. Ooh. We made the cereal. It Ooh. was insane. Nice. I'll probably never do it again. Mm. Uh, people were like, you're crazy, and I said, you're not wrong. Uh, it's, <laughs> But it was just really cool, a really cool experience. Um, we actually got the recipe and the inspiration from another local St. Louis blogger. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie, the Cupcake Project lady. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. the one who posted that recipe originally. So nice. It was really, really fun. Um, beyond that, I think people gravitate towards the cupcakes a lot, since mm-hmm. I was on a cupcake kick there for a while. Um, hmm? Was I going to ask Brittany the question? The question? Well, I mean, I remember you gave that one um, class at... Uh, Fortune teller. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. The cupcake decorating class. Yeah. Dabble. That was pretty neat. Like, have you done anything else like that, or is it the only time? I haven't because I was gonna try to get. Well, I told Dabble. I said, you know, it was a fun class to do, but that wasn't the best venue for that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's dark, it's loud, and my yeah. voice does not carry. Yeah. Um. I remember that. It just needs to be lighter and a little bit quieter. They chose the venue. They actually picked it. You know, it's a really mm. cool place. It's just not yeah. a good fit for that. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And they were like uh, playing, yeah, right, playing real rap. We actually had to ask them to stop playing the music. Yeah, song. and then once, once you know, it was basically like bar time. A lot of people were piling in. And yeah. It's just, it's also kind of cavernous in there, and it's just kind of echoey. Yeah. Um. So I think it was a good experience. Like I got some good feedback from some of the students. It's just one of those things that I'd like to do again. I just need to find the right venue. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I still owe you those pictures. Oh, yeah. I, I think about that every now and then. It pops into my head. I'm like, I need to ask about that, but then I don't want to bother you. Well, no, no. Actually, I owe, I think I owe from like three, two years ago, so many things. Because, you know, we just, I have like four terabytes of images downstairs. It takes and, a lot to process that stuff. Like, and just, you get behind and you don't get to it. Like, yeah. we go someplace and say, hey, we'll, we'll do the pictures. Like, and I, I just, I totally, I need to get that little, like, um, what's the guy, the shitty friend hat you know, the guy wears in the memes? There's like some shitty friend meme. And the guy wears this really stupid hat. Like a Gucci hat of some sort. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's a Louis Vuitton hat. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe right. uh, his name is Steve. Is that, that's actually his name? Oh, yeah. Shitty <laughs> friend Steve. Or something like that. Shitbag Steve or something it's, like that. something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. remember the exact meme name. I'm tempted to look it up, though, because I'm pretty into memes. There are a lot of things that should be wearing a hat because of... Uh, yeah, I, I just... I'm gonna turn you into a meme now. <laughs> well, I actually thought of one. Like, well, because we haven't posted like it's our blog like over a month now. I was like, I'm gonna start from fresh. I thought making one saying like uh, with a picture of Christine and I, like our logo, if we eat stuff with this with the 
a Louis Vuitton hats on, saying like, <laughs> "Promise to start posting again." Doesn't post again. Post a blog in over you know months or something like that. But I'm working on one right now with Capitalist Pig, but I need to finish it up. Yeah, no, no rush. It would be cool to see them though. Oh, yeah. I, really like, I really like the one where I'm holding the cupcake. Yeah, that's a great shot. Yeah. That was a fun day. Yeah. yeah. I need cool. to do that again. It's just... It's just... There's a lot of time and work that goes into it. And then I don't want to make the class, like, outrageously expensive yeah. either. Because I've, mm-hmm. I've gone to a lot of classes like that where it's nice, but it's like, that costs too much money for what yeah. it was. Yeah. And it's like, I want to make a profit, but I also don't want to rip people off. Yeah. <laughs> but you were looking all domestic and shit, too, and then, man. You were wearing a dress. <laughs> I got my hair done. Yeah. That. It was just... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, I imagine, takes a lot of planning. It does, mm. and I was just trying to think of, like, all the logistics of what type of cupcakes I was going to make, and mm. what kind of sprinkles I was going to have, what type of buttercream, and then when I'm planning all that stuff, nothing ever goes according to plan, of course, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, panicking because something isn't working. <laughs> mm. It's like when I was doing this cookie contest last week, I was in this panic attack for, like, three days. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. It was a really interesting experience because I had never done a contest like that before. I've always had people say, oh, you should do this. I can't remember if I saw it shared from you or from somebody else. Somebody mm-hmm. was like, oh, you should do this. It was supposed to be 12 bakers at Foundation Grounds, 12 oh. non-professional bakers, of course, mm-hmm. making Christmas cookies. It was just a Christmas cookie competition. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to sign up for it, and as like the weeks went by, I kept just getting really nervous about it, and I couldn't decide what kind of cookie to make. And I'm the type of person that, one of my specialties is overthinking everything. <laughs> you probably know that about me by now. It's okay. Uh, I've been told that many times. Like, you put way too much thought into that. I'm like, I, it's just how I operate. Yeah. Um, so, and it was this past Wednesday evening, and come this past Sunday evening, literally a week ago, I thought about bailing on it. Because I was like, I don't want to do it. Like, what if I fail? What if all these other things were just running through my head? <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, just pick a cookie and do it. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, worst case, you won't win. Best case, you at least put yourself out there. Because it puts me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I don't really like... I don't like being on the spot. I don't like being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not an extroverted person. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm good at pretending like I'm not a lot of the times. But yeah. I'm actually pretty introverted. Same here. <laughs> so, I picked um, this really good... It's a test... America's Test Kitchen recipe for brown butter chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made them... With espresso powder and then M&M's in place mm. of the chocolate chips, because I wanted to have the green and red M&M's for being festive. Yeah. Um, and I like the espresso powder just because I like espresso powder in things. Yeah. Um, they turned out really well. I took a, I made like 60 cookies. Mm-hmm. I made the dough at night, and then I woke up really early before my day job to put all these cookies in the oven. Uh-huh. Um, so I was in a baking-induced haze for a good three days. <laughs> So I took all the extras to work. Everybody loved them. Mm-hmm. Went to the um, contest, which they actually only ended up having 10 people. Mm-hmm. I didn't win, but I got a lot of good compliments. And nice. it was still a lot of fun to put myself out there. Um, mm-hmm. I sat next to a lady who was pretty chatty, and she apparently does these contests more often. She lives in Arnold. So she was kind of telling me what sh- what you can expect from these t- sort of events. She mm-hmm. must do, I don't know, I've never done them, so... yeah. Anyway, it ended up being fun. Was it just audience choice for the winners? They, they had two. They had a judge's choice, so it was the, the bakery, uh, the program, like, director of the mm-hmm. bakery program there, and then they had, like, two other pastry chefs from other local shops, um, or, like, just local businesses, and then they also had a people's choice, and I actually had three of my friends came, mm-hmm. so that was nice. 
one friend I knew was gonna come, but then my old roommate, my baking endeavor roommate, Danny, mm-hmm. shout out to Danny. <laughs> I'll make her listen to this later. She actually came and I had no idea she was gonna come. I nice. walked in and I'm like, wait a second, I know who that is. <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, I think next time if I ever do it again, I'm gonna announce it more and like push it out there. Totally. I didn't tell anybody really that mm-hmm. I was doing it. I'm really really bad at uh promoting myself because I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. It's, it comes from the introverted part, you know. It feels right. really weird to sell myself. Um, right. Well, that sort of reminds me, like, kind of what you what you just did. Like, you know, I'm a music teacher, and so I give recitals for my students, and sometimes they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm like, you know, dude, just the first time you do it will be the hardest. It will get easier every time you do it. Yeah. So now, you know, you've gotten over that hurdle. Um, it'll be a lot easier. You know what to expect more. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as you said, self-promote. Yeah. So you so can bring out people. It's, it's interesting because between that and then the... We're pouring some more peach vests up in here. Yep. <laughs> We're making it. <laughs> up in her. Uh, so, yeah, I I did that COVID decorating class. It was over a year ago. Yeah. It was probably like... It was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. It was Valentine's Day. Yeah, a year mm-hmm. and a half ago. So I did that a year and a half ago, and then I did this cookie contest. I haven't really done anything to push me out of my comfort zone since then. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I did that was really comfort zone pushing... <laughs> was uh, a little over, probably about two years ago, when I did the festival at um, Old North. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Selling a bunch of your goods. Yeah. How did that go? It went pretty well, but there was a lot of hurdles to jump through because, you know, you have to get a tax ID oh, for really? the state and the oh. city tax. You have to get a food permit. Just all the logistics of selling food are crazy. Mm. Yeah. Sure all the other local food They're very can attest to it. Yes. And I understand why, but it's just... Holy crap. It's it's exhausting. <laughs> I know. So I was going to ask, um, do you have any, thinking about when you were growing up, about your cooking, drinking, whatever, do you have any special food or cooking memories from growing up? Yes. Um, so I cooked a lot with my, my dad was the main cook in our house. Mm-hmm. My, my mom can cook. It's just that she was kind of the breadwinner. She was working a lot mm-hmm. and her job is very demanding. So I cooked a lot with my dad, and then aside from that, my uh, paternal grandmother, so my dad's mom, she was kind of a typical of that era, like the Depression era cooking type. Mm-hmm. She's the one who really taught me to cook more, and then she kind of is the one who I credit for really instilling the, the love for baking mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time with her uh, baking stuff for the holidays, and I don't know, I was pretty much just always in her kitchen with her. Mm-hmm. But the one memory that sticks out with her, it's hilarious. It's also kind of bad. We ended up joking about it later. This was probably when I was like seven or eight. So I was just a little kid with no filter. She she accidentally burned a chocolate cake. I don't even know how. She probably had like a million other things going on. Um, but she was obviously a really good cook and a good baker. But me being a sassy little brat, I was like, Mamma, you're a bad cooker. <laughs> That's what I told her. You're a bad cooker. <laughs> just because she burned a chocolate cake. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that was just something hilarious when I was a kid. I probably, like, tried to help her make it, but, I don't know, we ended up joking about it throughout the rest of my growing up with her. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I said. <laughs> Bad nice. cooker. Yeah. Nice. That'd be a good, like, website name, badcooker.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny, because she was not a bad cook at all, but... Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know any better. Yeah. So I guess I thought in my kid mind, if you burn something once and you're a bad cooker. <laughs> I like it. Then have you have any bad cooker moments? Oh, very. Baking <laughs> is a lot of trial and error. So yeah. I remember when I was, I'll tell you one funny story. Um, when I was probably 16 or 17, 
I was making angel food cake, and I, you know, it obviously says in the recipe to beat the egg whites with an electric mixer, like a stand mixer or a hand mixer. Well, when it says that, it means you have to beat it electrically. You can't beat it by hand. Mm-hmm. I beat the egg whites by hand, thinking, oh, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I took the angel food cake out of the oven, it was like two inches thick instead of like, you know, six inches thick. And it was mm-hmm. the consistency of a biscuit. Wow. And I was like mortified. And my dad comes in the kitchen and just starts laughing at me because <laughs> I didn't know any better. Was it edible that way or is it just... It didn't taste bad, but the texture and consistency was pretty off, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it was actually enjoyable as a very sweet biscuit, or was it? Yeah, it didn't. It didn't taste terrible, from what I remember. I was just really mad because I didn't understand why it didn't rise the way angel food cake pans or angel food cakes are supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did teach me a lesson. I never made that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna change gears a little bit now. So let's talk about local stuff around St. Louis. Um, tell us about a dish or a meal or a beer or drink you've had somewhere that people need, you think people should know about. Okay. Or um, several. Let me think for a second. Okay. I actually haven't been out to eat a whole lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually love going out and trying stuff. Doesn't have to be recently. Well, actually, one thing that I really liked, so I'll preface this story with a little back, no, I like back details, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody who I love Asian cuisine, but I don't like go seek it out on my own because I just don't know a lot about it. And um, it's just not, while I do like it, it's not my favorite, but I have a friend who is Chinese. He's of Chinese descent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my best friends in St. Louis. He's introduced me to a lot of different places and uh, we actually went to a place that's in, it's on Olive, I guess, in New City, Cave mm-hmm. Zone. Yes. Haven't been there yet, but we've heard a lot about it. it it's fairly really new, right? Yeah, it's relatively new. Yeah. We went there for one of my friend's birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, it was her and her family, and my other friend, Jimmy, is my Chinese friend. Mm-hmm. And um, you basically, the best thing to do is order several plates, like family style, kind of, and then mm-hmm. you just get like a bowl of rice or whatever, and mm-hmm. just start picking off stuff, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things where I was really pleasantly surprised. Because as much as I try to be really, really open-minded, it's just one area where I'm kind of like, I don't know what that is, that's kind of scary to me. Yeah, agreed. Um, (laughs) But I have, I'm lucky to have those friends who are, actually understand what everything is. And Mm -hmm. I was actually really, like I said, pleasantly surprised. Like, they had this cumin lamb dish. Mm. It was actually Mm. really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm drawing a blank on what else, but I would just say in general, I would recommend that. Especially Mm -hmm. because it's it's just a unique experience. Mm. For other things... I haven't even been out for beers in a while, really. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you do drink a lot of beer, though. Where Where are some that you've enjoyed in the past? <laughs> oh, I was actually... I went to Side Project Cellar after mm. the Foundation Grounds Cookie Contest the other mm-hmm. night mm. to have a beer just to kind of decompress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do actually really like going there. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the sours or, like, the barrel-aged stuff the way a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. I, it's a very acquired taste, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm. But I do like going there, and then Side Project... They're actually like brewery that's on further down the street. Yes. They have a lot of really good... It's their non-barrel-aged series. Uh, they're... What's it called? I'm drawing a blank. It's... Is it Square or something? I'm drawing a blank on hmm. the name, but um, it's really good. They have a lot of good stouts and porters and things. That's where my... Mm-hmm. Is it Square One Brewery? It's not Square One Brewery, no. It's it's a, it's a like a little another little offshoot of Side Project. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like their non-barrel-aged ones. Yeah. Because everything else inside Project is barrel-aged, I think. Mm-hmm. But they have some really good stouts that I like. I just can't remember what the name of it is. I'll look it up later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went cool. there for the first time, I guess, about a month ago. 
I was totally overwhelmed by the menu. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the beer snobs love going there. Yeah. The really fancy people who mm. are way above <laughs> me in that regard. With monocles and top hats. Yes. Yes. I stood in line for a release for one of my I have a really like, huge beer nerd friends who lives in Milwaukee and he asked me to go to one of the releases he'll just like pay Tommy money and I waited in line for like an hour and I was like this is intense like <coughs> even I'm not that into this but uh-huh. yeah. that was cool one other thing I wanted to mention um, I did actually listen when I was naming off the podcast that I've already listened to I listened to uh, the Logan Logan Ely, Ely? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes well I actually did go to one of his dinners. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my friends, my, my same friend who recommended Kate Zone to me, mm-hmm. she wanted to go ahead and try one of his dinners. So we were like, okay, we don't know what to make of this. It sounds super sketchy when you look at it online. <laughs> like, are we going to get murdered or something? <laughs> Not to say, like, anything against him. Like, he seems like a good guy. But yes. <laughs> yes. So we were just super nervous. So we went there. And it was actually really cool, and I suppose I probably can't really talk about it, but I would recommend actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, it's like Sherry Castellano's dinners in that it's a really unique experience, and you mm-hmm. get to try some cool things, and it's not your average dining experience. Um, he gives you a lot of champagne, too, which is nice. <laughs> he was also, nice. it was really funny because the, the undisclosed location that I can't name, <laughs> when you go up there, it's like... It's like this space that seems like it should be an apartment. I'll just say that. And mm-hmm. it was like we were like walking up the stairs, and it's like just blasting rap. And I was like, <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but I like it. <laughs> so I just love how creative he is with everything, and mm-hmm. he comes up with stuff like just using stuff that you normally would throw away. Exactly, I love that yeah. sustainability part of it, and I just think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend if you have like a little bit of extra money to go out, um, do that. So what's the name of his company again? Uh, Square One Project. Yeah. Oh, Square One Project. That's right. Is there actually is there actually is there actually a Square One Brewery? Yes. There is. Okay. But they're not That's related. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say there's a little uh, you know almost a uh, premonition of me to actually say Square One. Yes. So I, did I just make that up because I was predicting what she was going to say about Logan oh, Ellie. I don't know. <laughs> well, you actually it was good because you brought that idea to my mind. That's another oh, wow. recommendation I can give. Yeah. Heck. Nice. So awesome. on top of that, I'll just say one more and then yes. we can. Yeah. No problem. What I was mentioning about Sherry's dinners, I really like hers. I've kind of become a groupie, <laughs> so it's really mm-hmm. weird. But I just really like what she does with vegetarian, gluten-free, yeah. mm-hmm. um, sometimes vegan menu. I love her creativity because the stuff that she does, I'm like, as much as I love vegetables and stuff, I don't eat them the way that some people do. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love what she does with it. So definitely recommend going to one of her pop-up dinners okay. if people can. Even if you're not vegan or vegetarian or whatever, it's still just worth it still for the enjoyable. experience. Like the last one I went to, usually when I go to them, there's always at least one acquaintance, somebody that I can talk to at the table. Mm-hmm. This time there was nobody that I knew, mm-hmm. so I just sat like at the head of the table with a bunch of people. I have no idea who any of these people mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. and that always makes me nervous because I'm an introvert. But I actually had a lot of really good conversations with people, yes. um, so that's the main part of it. I think that's also valuable is the community aspect. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep. And now, unlike Logan, she moves her dinners, right? Yeah, she okay. she has different locations that she uses. Logan, I think, just has that one space that he must rent out or something, uh-huh. mm. rent or whatever. Yeah. Whereas she just uses different random locations. The last one was at Urban Matter, mm. out in their little back uh-huh. uh, yard area, which is really nice. Very cool. Yep. So now, okay, I'm also thinking of your Instagram and just what you like to post. Besides your recipes and your baked goods... You also, you have an adorable cat. 
Yes. What is his name? Louis. Yes. Well, He's I adorable. Say, thank you. Uh, I, well, his name is Louis, but I always say Louis for short, and then I realize it's not shorter. It's just mm. his informal name. Yes. Mm. Uh, it was funny because when I first got him, I didn't know what to name him. I was trying to think of different things that are related to like beer and baking. My mom was like, why not call him Louis? And then I started saying it. He just immediately reacted mm. to it. He liked it. Cool. And it's also kind of fitting because he's a St. Louis cat. Yes. Mm. <laughs> he's very cute. So yeah. you, you pick, post pictures of your cat and then also of your very cute apartment. But you also have quite the cookbook collection. I do. Yes. <laughs> um, is it mostly baking stuff or is it all aspects? It's mostly baking, I would say. I've never actually counted them and like divided up what the percentages would be. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of it's baking and I have a couple of other general cookbooks. That's why I had to get, like, a little cabinet to store them in, because I was getting atrocious. Yeah. Mm. Can you share about what some of your favorite books are, some of your favorite chefs are? Sure. Um, let me think. Well, I, I actually tend to, I think, from what I've noticed, is I have some of the more classic cookbooks. Like, I have the Betty Crocker one. Um, I actually have, the like, three generations of the Betty Crocker one from mm. my grandma. I have one from, like, the 50s, one from, like, the 80s, and then another one from, like, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I think I, what I really gravitate towards are the food bloggers. I just really like buying their cookbooks when I can, mm-hmm. because it's kind of, they put so much effort into them. Um, mm-hmm. so I like the Joy the Baker cookbooks, I collect a lot of hers. Mm-hmm. I like her just because I feel like I can relate to her in some ways, because they're both kind of quirky, mm-hmm. both like the cats. <laughs> mm. And then, let's see what else. I'm trying to think. I like the... Um, the Cozy Kitchen, I have her, it was like the second cookbook that she came out with was actually a coloring book too. Mm. And she has oh, a corgi. Wow. She's a corgi? Her, the corgi's name is Amelia, so I like mm. to look at the cool. corgi pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, and her first cookbook was actually a pancake cookbook, and I just like pancakes. But mm. <laughs> So yeah, I would say, honestly, it's usually the food bloggers that I really subscribe nice. to. Nice. Have you ever heard of a Seattle Dutch baby? Not a Seattle. Oh. I've heard or, of Dutch Baby. And Dutch Baby means the same thing. It's like it's a thin crepe, kind of, almost like married with a pancake a little bit. What is the Seattle? I don't know. This one's young. My mother used to make Seattle Dutch Babies. Cool. It's my favorite thing to eat as a kid because basically it was just a delivery system for melted butter, lemon, powdered sugar. That's yeah. pretty much what I cared about was that part. <laughs> um, so I love eating those. Um, but they're kind of yellowish. Maybe they're more yellow when they're made in Seattle. I don't know. But yeah, Dutch Baby. It was very flat. I've actually never bubbly. made them. I've seen them many times. I just haven't made one yet. <laughs> I'll have to add that to my list. <laughs> yes. I want to make one with apples. <laughs> like Granny Smith That'd apples. Um, Darcy, tell folks about where they can find you in person and online. <laughs> um, in person, you might see me roaming around some of the different breweries in town. <laughs> Sometimes the different restaurants. Um, I think I probably spend the most of my time... I'm in the Grove a lot for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad thing, but like that's where my yoga studio is. That's where mm-hmm. I've been going to Gazellig, the mm. like beer yes. bottle store or whatever. And online, you can find me at my Instagram handle, Darcy Bakes, is the best place to find me, really. And then my blog is still DarcyBakes.com. That's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, and then so my last question for you today is tell the folks listening to us if you have any asks or requests or recommendations for them hmm i actually one of my favorite things to do is request things that i should make for baking like the biggest thing that i like about baking is just 
in the experimentation. So like at work, I always tell people, if you have any requests of things I can make, just tell me. And a lot of them are like, we don't care, we'll just eat whatever you make. <laughs> but I really like just getting ideas from other people. I like to see what other people want to eat. And it's funny to see what people come up with. And you learn a lot about people's food preferences, mm. <laughs> inadvertently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Just tell me all the things about baked goods. That's what I want to know. <laughs> okay. All right. Request for you to bake. Got yeah. it. Cool. <laughs> Um, well, Darcy, thank you for coming over. Thank you for I'm glad we could me. finally get this done. <laughs> I know, me too. Good to spend time with you and drink vests and gin. Yes. This is great. Thank you. Thank Good you. job. Mm. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, could you take a second to give this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? Your words will help put us in front of more audiences so we can keep growing our We Eat Stuff audience. Thanks! I'd also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do, and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support! Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.